0: welcome to the new and improved advice my friends ignored podcast we did a little rebranding here as of late and the advice my friends ignored podcast is now the same podcast and with this rebranding comes a new co-host sarah locks she has been on this podcast twice before and i've also been on her previous podcast and we have also built together the same community which we have talked about in our podcast episodes and it's a community that we built for individuals who are are going through similar experiences to connect and heal and, you know, just create that sense of community while on their healing journey. So the same community is a place for those to heal, for those who feel the same. And so with that, Sarah and I decided to take this podcast and do a little rebranding and In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things in relation to mental health, healing, advice, spirituality, and just all things to help you evolve in this journey of life and step into really who you're meant to be. And so into today's episode, we're going to kickstart it off with just talking about lessons that we've learned in this past week. And so you know today we're going to talk about things that have transpired over the last week where we learned something from because in this journey of life we're constantly learning and so i think the best way to understand these lessons sometimes is to share them with other people and that's the intention for today's episode is to share our individual stories and hope that you will gain something from them and be able to apply these same lessons into your own life so with that being said welcome to the new same podcast and please welcome the new co-host,
1: Sarah Lux. Hi, um, I'll do a little bit of like a background of me, even though I've been, I think I was on your episode, on an episode like a couple weeks ago. But no, I think that this was something that was inevitable for you and I to come together and be on a platform together where we're sharing our experiences. Because like we've said so many times, you are someone who talks about the spirituality of things, like really just getting to a place of like living in your highest alignment with yourself and just living your best life. And I feel like for me, I'm very much like, let's hear about your darkest demons and your traumas and let's get the skeletons out of the closet together. And let's talk about like where you're at with your mental health because shit's hard and being a human is fucking hard. Um, And so, yeah, I just felt like this really made sense for us to be able to co-host and do this together. And I think we just ping pong off of each other so well with just our thoughts and perspectives on things. So Yeah, I feel like this first episode is just going to be a little bit of like a chit chat fun one, just of like things that happened in our day to day this past week that are super prevalent. And I'm just excited to kind of get into them because it's definitely universal experiences that people have, they can probably relate to heavily.
0: Yeah, what is personal is universal, right? Like we're we all think that we're going through these unique experiences, but at the end of the day, we're all pretty much the exact same, going through the same shit on just a different day.
1: Yeah, well, I literally think about TikTok and how someone will literally post the niches post, and then someone's like, "I've never had an original thought." Honestly, like-
0: though, I see those all the time, and it's so true. And I'm like, we're literally just all clones of each other
1: yeah like we yeah i think you've never had an original thought is just wild um but the first thing that i really wanted to like bring up and this is just something that's super relevant just in my life at least the past couple of days is just the idea of like people projecting their own perspectives and their own shit onto you just from like, it can range from so many things, but just when you can recognize that the way that people respond to you or respond to a situation is like a total reflection of their thoughts about themselves or the ways that they truly do feel about other people. Like it makes life feel so much less personal. And I know that people have like talked about this before But I want to give just like two examples of when this was super prominent for me. But And I just feel like also, I think what's really hard is especially becoming friends with someone or getting into a relationship with someone and everything feels so high and so awesome and so good. And then you start to kind of peel the layers back. You get to know someone and then all of a sudden they turn around and they project some shit onto you. And it's so hard when you start to create boundaries with yourself and with others, and then they kind of cross that line, even if it's once and you're just like, ew, like, I just don't like how that made me feel. I feel like, and then it, it just gets weird because you're like, I just don't know if I want to go back. It can't go back to how it was because I just feel like you kind of cross that boundary or I could just see this projection coming from you. But like one of the first examples is like, so I started posting on TikTok with my, you know, my experiences with anxiety and what I'm doing to heal my anxiety naturally and all of these things. And I remember when I got to a thousand followers and I was so excited. So a friend of mine was asking about this experience and, you know, everyone's dealt with trauma. Some people like, trauma is trauma. Like it all affects us. It's, we all have it. Like it's all there, but it doesn't take away from someone else's experience. But she had essentially just in short was just like, I think that you posting on here, like there's, I just don't see any way for this to help you or help other people. Like people literally go on social media just to scroll mindlessly and endlessly. And you know, you're just another video that just is popping up on someone's feed and people need to get like in like, go, like, inpatient to actually talk to a therapist who's has a PhD and went to school and do the things. And I just remember that night, like, after all was said and done, I just kind of sat there and I was like, that felt so awful. Like, that just felt like such a projection of, like, that person's own world of just that my content's not good enough or that what I'm doing is has no purpose behind it, no meaning behind it. And like, I think that was one of those moments where I was just, like, okay, I really need to just like take a step back, reanalyze, like, what do I want from this person? Like, not what I do I want, but like, what do I want my relationship to look like with this person? Because I feel like so many times, like, especially in college and just growing up, you kind of just brush those things off and you're like, oh no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. I want all the friends in the world. I want to talk to everybody. I want to do everything until you kind of hit a point where you're like, this just doesn't feel serving for me anymore. And so I feel like that's like one end of the spectrum, but just like another short story on this is like when something doesn't go someone's way, where you're making a decision based off of your personal thoughts and your own reasonings, and you don't mean it in any harm, way, shape, or form towards the other person that's on the receiving end. Like say you wanted to like Go out to eat and like you had plans to hang out with your friends like for weeks before. And then all of a sudden you guys were planning on like going out to this nice dinner. And then like two days before, you're like, I can't, I can't go anymore. Or I like, I just don't feel up for it. Right. Like that's just what you want to do and that's okay. And then someone were to like turn around and be like, Well, now we can't go because not everyone's gonna be there. And like they kind of make you feel like shit for it, like just when things don't go their way. Again, I just feel like when you can start to recognize that. It's just how they feel and their thoughts and decisions are based off of what they want. And you can kind of recognize that. You don't let it hurt you as much, but you can kind of figure out, okay, is this someone that I want in my life, if that makes sense?
0: Yeah, no, both of those things make sense. And honestly, all I kept thinking about too was how we're not responsible for other people's emotions and reactions to things, right? We all go throughout life and we have experience after experience after experience. And majority of these experiences that we have like get stuck within us because they're either too good, they're too painful, or we're like indifferent to them in the moment. So then they just become a self-concept within us where we're like, all right, I like this experience I don't like that. And then we create all these preferences and these self-concepts. And we go throughout life living based off these self concepts that we create. So for other people to, you know, expect things from you, that's just based off previous experiences that they've had like they're projecting their own preferences their own expectations on what they think they need in order to be happy and then when reality doesn't match to what they've conjured up in their head they suffer they get angry they get frustrated they start projecting their shit out onto other people because they're unhappy because things didn't unfold in the way that they wanted them to but that's not life. Like the reality of life is you've gotta be aware of these internal battles that you're going through and all of these expectations and all of these wounds that you're kind of holding on to that you may consciously or unconsciously just be projecting out onto other people. And it sucks when you're on the receiving end of that and or if you're on the giving end. We've all been there, right? <laughs> Project probably all the time still. But two, another thing that you were talking about is the social media thing. That was mind-blowing to me because there's so many people who are not... Qualified, you know, you know, quote unquote, qualified to teach on any platform, but they're sharing life experience, and that connects people, right? Like we we are living proof of that. Like you've shared so much about nervous system regulation and healing mental health, and just sharing so much of your personal life experiences that have touched, you know, over fifteen thousand people that have helped them. And like same for me, like talking about my breakup, I'm sharing shit about what I went through when my relationship ended. I'm not a relationship therapist. I'm just sharing life experience and the things I learned from what I went through and it helped so many people and I was thinking as you were talking how I posted a 15 second like TikTok the other day about what meditation really is. So many people in the comments were like, wow, like something clicked for me. Like I didn't understand meditation before until you worded it like this. Like this makes so much sense. Like literally a light bulb went off and it just helped so many people. And it's like, I'm not a meditation coach. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not this crazy spiritual guru, but Sharing what I've learned and it helps people. So it's it's ridiculous that anyone would project their shit onto you and being like, well, you know, people should really be going into a therapist office to learn these things. It's like, no, I've learned so much from social media, and you've got to have that like fine line too of not getting all of your information from social media because every again, like I said, everyone's just sharing their own experiences or their own preferences or their own expectations. So you've got to have that fine line between it, knowing what's true for you and what's true for someone else, and then kind of navigate from there, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And like a perfect example of this is I actually have a client of mine that I did a website for, but she was, she's a therapist and she texted me last night and she was like, Hey, like, how are you doing? And I was telling her about how I feel a little just overwhelmed with figuring out, like I want to get into one-on-one coaching for nervous system regulation and all of that. And, uh, you know, I just explained, like, I obviously never want to overstep on like people that went to school and they're, you know, therapists and things like that. But I do know that I have tools and my own personal experience of what has helped me all of that. And she literally turned around and she was like, I think that's amazing. You let me know if you ever need anything. If you ever want me to like point you in directions of like new things that you want to learn or that you're curious about, please let me know. And I just like, that's a good person who wants the people around them to thrive. And you can Mm -hmm. like feel it too. Like you can just feel when someone's energy is just so pure and just so kind. And you're just like, you know, obviously you don't expect that person to be like that 24 seven, but like, that's just a huge example of someone that like wants someone to succeed. And it's just, when you meet those people, it's like little golden nuggets. You're like, oh, there are, And that makes you want to keep a higher standard for the people that you surround yourself in life too when you're like, oh, people are so much better than... I feel like this is literally bridging into the if they wanted to, they would. Yes, I'm thinking the same (laughs) exact thing. (laughs) I did not even plan for that to happen. But yeah, like it just keeps you when you see how great people can be, you're like, oh, I want more people like that in my life, so.
0: Yeah, well, as you grow older too, I think you just realize... What a authentic, meaningful relationship looks like, especially when you're on a healing journey, right? And you're doing all this inner work to improve the relationship you have with yourself. And as you work on yourself, your vibration changes. So people from your past just kind of start to fade away. And then other people that are in alignment with who you are and the direction you're going start to fall into your life. And so it's really important to just be mindful about who you're spending your time with and where you're giving your energy and making sure the people that you are surrounding yourself with are lifting you up and making you feel good and supporting you and giving you the encouragement and the love and the support that they should be giving you because that's what a real relationship is. It's about just meaningful connection where you're Helping each other evolve and grow in this journey of life. And perfect bridge to the next lesson uh, that I learned this week uh, is that if they wanted to, they would. And this is so simple and it's not meant to be overcomplicated. They if someone wanted to get to know you, if someone wanted to take you on a date, if someone wanted to spend quality time with you, if someone wanted to really just get to know you as a person, they would. It is really as simple as that. And of course, this varies in long-term relationships. And I'm sure like you can touch upon this too, Sarah, is that when you're in a long-term relationship, it's not so much if they wanted to, they would. You've got to communicate what you need in a long-term relationship because your partner can't just read your mind. And also in a long-term relationship, you've established connections and it's not like this new unfamiliar thing like you're you're in a full committed relationship so it only makes sense to communicate what you need so that your partner can give you what you're looking for so it's not really applicable to long-term relationships in my mind but when it comes to dating or just like meeting anyone new whether it is romantic or platonic if they wanted to they would and the example from my personal life this week was I've been talking to a couple guys. I mean, many of you who have been listening for a while or, you know, follow me on social media know that I've come out of a long term relationship this past year and I've slowly inched back into the dating game. And although it's very chaotic and scary, it's also really fun. But I've been talking to a couple guys just here and there. One of them lives in London and the other one that I'm talking to lives on the East Coast. And I live on the East Coast for those of you who don't know. And what I've realized is if someone's really interested in you and like wants to get to know you, they'll make the effort. For example, the guy that I'm speaking to in London, he's five hours ahead time-wise. He's in a whole different continent, whole different country, whole different time zone. But he will stay up late to like 1 a.m. his time to accommodate a conversation with me. In addition to that, he's literally planning a trip to come to Boston to meet me and, as he said, to take me on a proper date so he can properly get to know me. And I'm just like, damn, (laughs) because I sometimes can't even get a text back from the kid that lives in my own time zone. (laughs) So I'm just like, it's just been this mind-blowing lesson to really be mindful about where you're placing your focus, where you're placing your energy, especially when it comes to relationships, whether it's... A romantic or platonic relationship like just be mindful about where you're giving all of yourself you know and where you're giving most of your energy and your focus because you don't want to be giving your energy and your time and your resources and access to who you are to someone who is just viewing you as an option when you're viewing them as a priority. So it's really just important to step back sometime and reevaluate things, like reevaluate your relationships and making sure that it's 50-50 and it's a give and take relationship. And of course, that doesn't mean that every moment it's going to be 50-50, you know, especially in long-term relationships, like sometimes it's going to be 80-20 or 70-30 or whatever it may be. But especially when it comes to just dating and inching back out and getting to know people or making new friends like just make sure that your energy is being reciprocated and that you're not making them a priority when they're just viewing you as an option or just a chapter in their life so if you are new to dating or just navigating new relationships be very mindful about where you're placing your focus and your energy and make sure that you're taking time to just cater to who you are as a person and what you want out of your relationships and make sure that you are not just giving all of your time and energy and putting someone else on a pedestal who's just not reciprocating that because it's important that you know your worth and know that if they wanted to they would.
1: Yeah, I have uh, two thoughts popped up into my head when you were telling this. The first one is, it's actually so funny. Mike and I were on a call over the summer with a financial advisor, and she literally gave us some of the best advice where we were just like, oh, wow. She was like a life coach. I'm like, just switch the name of what you're doing because damn. <laughs> and she was like, okay, she's like, what I want you guys to start doing is she's she's like, you don't have to, but she was like, at the end of every month, and this goes for like someone who's like in a long-term relationship like I am, go out to dinner or plan something nice for yourselves and just talk about like everything. Just like, what do you feel like is going really well right now? What do you feel like isn't going so well right now? Where do we think we could improve? How do we think we can improve? And she's like, am I talking about like money mostly in this situation? Yeah. But she was like, just in life in general, because she's like, wherever your energy is going, she's like, or you could just be kind of hanging on to this shit that you're feeling and you're not communicating your shit to your partner so you're holding on to resentment and all of this stuff i was like that is just the truest thing ever and how easy is that to literally just take time to go on a dinner date or literally do whatever and to just talk about everything and just learn how to communicate what you're feeling to be very honest and open And let it all out on the table. Like, I just feel like that's so simple and yet such an effective thing to do to keep your relationship healthy or to recognize like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't what I want to do. And that's okay too. So I loved that. I was like, girl, preach.
0: Yeah, she should really switch careers because that's very insightful advice. And I see posts about that on social media all the time of couples that will get together like every Sunday just to reevaluate their relationship, um, their financial goals, their career goals or whatever it may be. And of course, maybe doing it once a week could be a lot to people or seem really overwhelming, but you could, you know, customize it to... Accommodate your schedule and like your specific relationship needs by, you know, like, what she said, going out once a month or just like having a date night at home once a month and having those conversations. Because although they're probably sometimes uncomfortable conversations, that's what helps relationships grow is embracing that discomfort and having those uncomfortable conversations where you're reevaluating things and making sure that. In your relationship, again, this could be romantic or platonic, like with a friend or a manager or long-term relationship, like just making sure that your goals are in alignment, like you want the same things out of this partnership and that you're on track to get to where you want to be and you know it's obviously different being single and like navigating the dating life because when you're meeting all of these new people you can't really be having these conversations right away like you're just feeling people out and it's it's uncomfortable and it's scary and it's uncertain because my god the kid that lives on the east coast we're friends on instagram and he won't text me back sometimes, but I'll see that he's active on Instagram. I'm like, bitch, we're friends on Instagram. I see that you're on your phone, but you can't just text me back. Instead, he'll wait like seven hours. And I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) And like, all I want to do is call him out on it because I'm just such an honest person. But then I'm like, nope, I've got to reel it in. Like, I've got to be nonchalant about it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not Trying to get into a full committed relationship with this person anyway. I'm just navigating, having a little fun, and learning how to navigate dating in general because it's been eight years since I've done it. But you gotta let go a lot, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Like, you've gotta let go of these expectations and realize, you know, some people are not going to give you exactly what you want. And that's okay. It just means that they're not for you. Like maybe they're just in your life to show you something, to teach you something, but like you don't need to cling on to them in any way. And you can just learn from them and and enjoy the experience.
1: You know what that's reminding me of is do you remember when Snapchat like first came out and we had like the Snap scores and like, or like, do you remember when Snapchat had like your best friends list? Mm. And then, oh my God. And then you would be talking to a guy and then you would see that they like had a new best friend or like, you would see that their score went up like five whatever points. And you'd be like, now who the fuck is this motherfucker talking to? Like (laughs) and you would just lay in bed and like cry over this number that changed. And you're just like, what am I doing? Like literally what is going on?
0: I do remember that. My Snapchat score was out of this world. I genuinely don't even know how Like, people would message me and be like, why is your Snapchat score ridiculously high? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I need to get a life. But I deleted Snapchat now. I don't need any more distractions in my life. But it's true. Like Snapchat was a mind fuck for a while because the best friends list. It was like MySpace too. I don't know if that was a time in your life because you're a little bit younger. But MySpace, you had like a top friends, like your top five. And <laughs> I just remember whenever I would get in like fights with my friends, we'd all just shift each other's place around in our top five. Like we'd move them down to spot three instead of spot one. And just in retrospect, so child. (laughs)
1: i'm like wow (laughs) yeah but we were children so it's kind of like yeah well everyone goes through a phase like that at some point in their life but all right so i'm gonna move on to this next theme that i feel like has been super prevalent in my life and i and this is actually something that a friend of mine actually who i had met via tiktok and now i'm actually doing a website for her which is just like love that but she Was telling me the other day how she wants to, her and her girlfriend are planning a trip to Florida. And she's like, I really want to go to Florida. Like, I love traveling. I love doing whatever. Like, I'm going to be with my significant other. Like, there's nothing bad about the situation. And it's funny because I know that this situation felt so relevant to me too because of our retreat that we're planning to wherever we're deciding on going Mm -hmm. but she was like i am so afraid that my anxiety is going to get in the way i'm so afraid of like feeling like i just want to come home like i feel like you know my anxiety because a lot of people who experience anxiety have anxious attachment styles and so it's kind of just like getting out of your comfort zone and just going out and doing that feels so so hard and so we were just resonating a lot on that whole situation but i was telling her i'm like you know It's one of those things that's so funny because every time that I go to Denver to visit Sean, I'm like, uh, who's my brother? I'm like, I come home and I'm like, man, I really wish that I was more present in the moment or like, wow, I really wish that I was back there right now or I wish I had more time. You know, I wish that I had just like not been in my head so much. And it's so hard, again, especially if you experience anxiety. But something that I feel like really clicked for me as of a couple of weeks ago is just this idea of like knowing that the only person that can make you feel safe is yourself. And the only thing that you need in this world to make you feel safe is yourself. And as you go through life, you start to get attached to all these external things that are going to make you feel happy and feel better and feel safe. You know, like that relationship is going to make you feel safe, or this friendship is going to make you feel awesome, or like this. New car is going to make you feel cool. And it's just like at the end of the day. And I, again, I think anxiety just really brought this to the surface for me is like the only, especially with like learning how to regulate your nervous system and how it's scientifically proven, depending on the tools that you use, for that's a whole other story, like gets you to a place of feeling safe and feeling present and calm. And I was telling my friend this when she was telling me about the trip to Florida. And I was like, you know, practicing how to create safety and talking to your nervous system in a way that's going to tell it. That it's safe is going to bring you out of this anxious spiral of "I wish I was home," "I wish I was back in my comfort place," um, which a comfort place is literally wherever you determine determine it to be. Um, but I was like, being able to know that you have those tools and believing that they're going to help, like that should eventually like ease your mind once you get good at it. That you can go to Florida, like I can go to Costa Rica or wherever we decide to go. And she was like, "You're so right." Like I keep trying to like think of all these reasons of why I wouldn't be safe when really the only thing that I need to create that safety is myself. And she actually texted me like two days ago and she was like, I booked the trip to Florida and I'm really excited. So I was like, fuck yeah. That's amazing. That's
0: a big win because it's a huge step too when you struggle with anxiety and travel is a huge barrier that people who struggle with anxiety have to navigate because when you do struggle with anxiety and you're not in a area that's familiar to you you're surrounded by all of these new people all this new stimuli all these new experiences it can be super overwhelming so it, it takes a great deal of courage to be able to just be like you know what if i'm ever gonna overcome this barrier like i need to at least try and i think that advice that you gave her is really insightful you know because it's true at the end of the day the only thing that's gonna make you feel okay is You (laughs) like you have to be the change that you wish to see. Like, you have to change the way that you're navigating the experience. You've got to change how you're feeling in your body, and it's going to look differently for everyone. And it's funny that you brought that up too, because as you were talking, I thought about (laughs) an experience that I have gone through recently about not being present. Uh, Long story short, I was seeing this man, and it was a pretty intense relationship. From the moment we met, it was just this. Tumultuous roller coaster filled with ups and downs. And I've talked to Sarah about this way too many times, and she's probably like rolling her eyes in her head that I'm even bringing it up. Me and this man, like we met and we connected so deeply, but there was something off the entire time, and I could never put like my finger on it. And I immediately, I'm a pretty intuitive person, and I just kept getting all of these signs that. Were basically making me feel like I had to let go of this relationship, even though it had just started and like I was just getting to know someone new. I was really excited because we had we have so much in common. But over the entire duration of our situationship or whatever, I just kept having all of these uncomfortable sensations going on in my body. You know, I had stomach pains that I'd never experienced. I had anxiety. I'd see like numbers and just other shit that would happen in my life that would make me feel like. I'm not safe, that I'm like on the wrong path or whatever it may be. And this created a lot of issues in this relationship that I had with this man because he could see that I wasn't present and I wasn't present. I wasn't in the moment. I wasn't just enjoying this new relationship and just enjoying these new experiences because I was too busy in my head trying to understand what the fuck was happening in my body like why did I have all these stomach pains like why do I have this anxiety like why am I seeing these signs and just all of these things and I just was not present by any means and in retrospect I look back and I'm like there were so many beautiful moments that we had that I just didn't fully get to appreciate because I was too busy being anxious to actually appreciate them and obviously in the moment I wasn't Self regulating as much as I wish I had been. But I look back now and I have so much more awareness of, like, you know, how to navigate those things going forward. And, you know, I, I do breath work and meditation and all of the yoga. Like, all of these tools are very helpful in coming back into my body and just being in the moment. But it's just kind of funny that you brought that up because I think so often we lose touch with the present moment and these beautiful experiences that are happening in front of us that are so amazing and full of adventure or full of love or full of excitement or whatever it may be. And we can't fully appreciate them because... We're too busy thinking we should be somewhere else or thinking we're doing something wrong or wondering what's going to go wrong. Or just we go through all of these mental spirals about how the moment should be different.
1: Yeah. And it's actually crazy because the only way you'll know how you're going to be is if you just do it. And I think that's like, it's just the most poetic concept ever. It's like, oh, I'm so scared. Well, the only way you're going to know if you're going to be fine is like if you go and do the thing. And the theme of co-regulation came into my mind, too, because, like, for this girl's trip, she is going with her significant other. Like, she's going to be able to, like, hopefully co-regulate with her significant other to be able to just get back into a state of regulation so that she can become present again. Um, And, like, again, like, for the trip that we're going to go on, like, I'll have you. And it's, like, we'll have the people that are coming with us to be able to co-regulate. And that's kind of the whole fucking point of our retreat. So, duh. But, like... Yeah, and I feel like what you were talking about in terms of like, you were not present, you felt kind of like just dissociated from the whole situation as a whole when you were with the mans. (laughs) But I feel like this brings us into kind of the last big thing that we wanted to talk about, which was like the idea of like subconsciously self-sabotaging ourselves with habits that aren't really that healthy. Because uh, Audrey and I were talking earlier this week about how we are really trying to step into just... Leaning into doing the things that we really want to do, such as like co hosting this podcast, you know, hosting this retreat, uh, stepping into one on one coaching based on what we want to do. Yet there's so much to do and it's really exciting. But subconsciously, we're feeling so overwhelmed that literally we're both texting each other, like, we need to do this, we need to do that. But then we're like, are you scrolling on your phone? Like, I can't stop scrolling on my phone. And we're literally like, I can't tell you how many times throughout a day, if I have to wait for my computer to load, I will not be able to sit there and watch it i'll just go on my phone i'll start scrolling and then 20 minutes goes by and i'm like oh my computer had already loaded like the reason why we self-sabotage is because we're not in a regulated state and i think that also was something that took me a long time to learn was like the reason we watch netflix and like mike will literally come home on days that he's so stressed and he'll immediately listen to like a sports podcast and like harmless of course but like i know that you feel so stressed the only source of relief that you can find right now is listening to. A sports podcast about the nfl and it's so funny when you can actually bring that to light because then you can actually go and make a change about it mm-hmm. but it's so hard when that's just been the second nature habit that you've brought up into your day-to-day such as like again scrolling on our phones and doing all those things we think we have no time in the world and then we catch ourselves like just spending so much time on our phones or watching tv or whatever it is and it makes being present so much harder even when like you are being present it's like it's making you have to regulate even more because you're so used to being on your phone or listening to something or having some sort of external stimulus you know
0: yeah that's so true you know it's like our subconscious mind is 95 percent of our mind and then our conscious mind is five percent so we are quite literally operating from our subconscious mind which is this collection of you know conditioned habits thoughts feelings, you name it. It's on autopilot every single day. I remember when I was working my corporate job about three or four years ago, I got into this very vicious cycle of going to work, coming home from work, packing a bowl smoking some weed, cooking dinner, sit down, watch Netflix, fall asleep, wake up, do the whole thing again. And it just became this a vicious cycle of a horrible habit, right? I was not living at that point. I was just existing and going through the motions, doing shit on autopilot. And I would get asked to go out with friends on weeknights or something like that. And they'd be like, "Oh, like you want to go grab dinner on thursday and i'd go out and i'd you know have a good time i guess but the whole time i'm out i would just be thinking this isn't where i usually am like i'm usually stoned on my couch right now like this and it almost makes you not enjoy it because you've conditioned yourself to get a sense of dopamine a sense of comfort a sense of happiness or peace or whatever it may be from these habits that you create. So for me, like I felt most comfortable being high on my couch at 6.30, seven o'clock at night, every night of the week. So when I would do things that weren't that, and I was just out with friends or doing something instead, it wasn't even all that enjoyable. <laughs> and So it's really depressing looking at it that way almost, but it, it is. We create all of these habits that we think are helping us in the long run. Like i Remember telling myself, like, oh, I smoke weed because it helps me unwind to take the edge off, helps me feel better. And in reality, all it was doing was numbing me. And that's what scrolling is. Like, scrolling is not serving you in any way, it's just numbing you, it's distracting you. And that's what so many of these habits are. Like, watching Netflix until you fall asleep is a distraction. It's distracting you from reality, distracting you from life, it's distracting you from the peace that's actually in the present moment. But because we're always so stimulated and we're all so dysregulated, we are not okay with being still. We are not okay with literally doing nothing. We're not okay with silence. Like there's times where it's quiet and it I don't even like it because I'm like, I need noise. Like I need something. And that's why, you know, I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing with nervous system regulation because we all need that. We all need to learn how to regulate our nervous system so that we can get back to that place of stillness and a place where we're okay with stillness and we're not needing to grab our phone, you know, as a distraction for when our computer's loading or we don't need to watch Netflix to you know, fall asleep at night or we don't need to listen to a podcast to distract us from our feelings and we can just be rather than, you know, run from the experiences of life.
1: Yeah. And I also want to point out is like, as you can see, and again, this is like literally the whole point of the podcast is like, you're not broken and it's not only happening to you. Like if you are someone who is listening to this and you're, this doesn't mean turn off our podcast, wait till the (laughs) end. (laughs) No, keep it on. (laughs) And it's like, you're not broken and- there's nothing wrong with you. And if you're someone that's listening to this and you're like, for some reason, it's so hard for me to be able to make the change, to stop going on my phone, to stop doing this, to stop having a glass of wine every single night, to stop doing all of these things. Well, hopefully this podcast is kind of serving as this place because the thing that we all need to do is one, bring self-awareness to the table and be like, okay, we know that this is a self-sabotage- self-sabotaging habit that we have. Now you can, even if you want to write it down on a piece of paper to just see it, you can then write like an arrow next to it. Like, what do I want to supplement this with? Right. And being able to, and maybe again, habitually, you might write that down. And then 20 minutes later, you might go on your phone again, but to bring to the surface again, self-awareness so that you can be like, oh, I don't want to be doing this right now. I really know that this isn't serving me because deep down when we're doing all these self-sabotaging things, there's a little voice inside of our heads. We just know like it's not serving us. It's not doing us any good. And we know that there is something more that we want to do that's more productive. There are new hobbies that we want to pick up, but we just won't go ahead and do it. And so this is like a small step towards a bigger goal to just say, okay, I'm going to put my phone down and I'm actually going to go pick a book up and I'm going to read it. Or I'm going to go walk outside and go watch the sunset or I'm just going to go take a drive and watch the sunset like anything that's kind of getting you away from this habit that you know isn't serving you Um, and that's going to vary for every single person and what you decide to supplement that with is going to vary for every single person as well
0: yeah and I also want to mention too there's going to be so much resistance that comes up along the way right (laughs) because you know there's the voice in our head that is going to be really quiet that's like "Mm, maybe you should pick up the book instead instead of picking up the tv remote and there's going to be so much resistance because you have quite literally trained your mind and your body to want the TV, to want the glass of wine, to want the beer, to want to, you know, do whatever it is as your coping mechanism. You've trained yourself to acclimate to that kind of lifestyle and to these habits. But the good news is you can train yourself to do the exact opposite. Like you can slowly but surely train yourself to undo those hardwired habits and train yourself to learn something new and i always think of um the book atomic habits by james clear and he talks about this and it's just like doing baby steps like really really small of you know if you are someone who is not active and you do not go to the gym do not wake up one day and be like all right i'm gonna go to the gym today or you know wake up the next morning and be like i'm gonna go to the gym today No, you're not. Like you most likely are not because there's going to be so much resistance, so much discomfort that comes up just about the idea of going to the gym. So instead of setting the bar so high, it's start with small increments. Like instead of saying you're going to wake up tomorrow morning, go to the gym, maybe just wake like put your sneakers in a gym outfit next to your bed and then wake up and put that on. Don't even go to the gym. Just slowly do little habits that are going to lead you to the place where you want to get to be. So after a while, like you can keep waking up and putting on that gym outfit and then set little more goals of like, all right, I'm going to wake up, put on this gym outfit, and I'm going to have a glass of water. And then, you know, the next day it's like, I'm going to wake up, put on this gym outfit, have a glass of water, and then I'm going to go stand outside. And then from there, like I'm going to, wake up put on this gym outfit have a glass of water go stand outside and then i'm gonna drive to the gym you know and like you don't even have to go to the gym like work in increments to get yourself there to train yourself over time that that's your new normal because right now with all of these self-sabotaging habits That's your normal, but it doesn't have to be. And the more that you can foster self-awareness, which is the first step in healing, like you kind of said, the more that you foster the self-awareness about these habits, the more that you're going to be inclined to change and be able to set yourself up for more lasting success.
1: Yeah. And I like, for me, like I got a book the other day and it just came in the mail last night. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited. Like, it doesn't take much. Like, it really doesn't have to take much to make the change. And so like, I literally have a curse word coloring book. I fucking love that shit because that's fun. I used to love coloring when I was younger. Like if you don't know where to start, what did you like to do when you were younger? And just kind of Mm -hmm. pick that thing and just start running with it, you know, five minutes a day or whatever feels good to you. But yeah, that's on how you literally change your life. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's all you need to know. But yeah, so those are some of the lessons that we've learned this week. And hopefully, you learned a thing or two alongside with us. But this podcast is definitely, and in, the intention behind this podcast is to help you learn, to help you grow, to help you evolve. And so, we want to share all of these stories with you and these lessons that we've learned. And also, we're going to interview people as well and have guests on the podcast still to keep teaching you and to keep helping you grow and to also help remind you that you're not alone in this journey of life like we're all going through the same shit which is why we call this the same podcast because even though our lives might look ridiculously different on the outside we're all going through the same shit inside and so this podcast the intention behind it is just to remind you that you're not alone in these universal experiences that we all have and that you know, you can improve your life, you can heal, you can deepen the relationship you have with yourself and the relationship you have with others, and you can heal your anxiety and let go of so many, you know, self-sabotaging habits. And I'm really looking forward to talking about all of these topics in more depth over, you know, the course of this entire podcast. But I also wanted to mention that we will also still be doing solo episodes here and there. Um, I know I definitely will, but this isn't just going to be me and Sarah all the time. I want to emphasize that I will still have solo episodes and we're also going to have guests and Sarah will have solo episodes because we both, uh, you know, speaking personally here, but I think I also speak for you. Like we have things that we are passionate about talking about and sometimes maybe... It's just easier to talk about them solo, you know, especially if, you know, someone in our personal audience has a very specific question, whether it's about nervous system regulation or dealing with relationship advice. You know, I'm not going to host an episode on nervous system regulation because that's Sarah's, uh, you know, forte there. But, you know, I'll definitely take the relationship advice one. But I'm really looking forward to this new and improved same podcast and seeing
1: where it goes yeah and if you have any questions that you want us to answer or speak on or whatever uh audrey can leave in the show notes where you can reach us you can dm audrey on instagram you can find me at sarah locks um you can do the same community instagram as well but we'll Mm -hmm. put it in the show notes that you can ask us questions we'll answer them and yeah thanks for being here today and for our first episode of many yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. But yeah, we'll um, we'll link everything you need in the show notes to find
0: us on social media and to give us your topic preferences if you ever want to learn about a specific uh, podcast or topic on this podcast. But thank you all for tuning in and for being here for this new and improved same podcast. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye.